I feel like yeah, I feel like we're acting like it's like 2010 still. Yeah. Probably. Which is when we started this podcast. Yeah. And when we were born. We've been doing it our whole lives. We gave Joe the idea. We said, Joe, you should start a fascist podcast. Yeah. We said, Joe Rogan, look, what you need to do is talk to everyone and believe everything they say, no matter what. Yep. Including starts with us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're the first people to believe. <laughs> and then starting from here, everyone else. The first believers. That's yeah. right. Yep. I, there are a lot of things to believe in these days. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff to believe going around. That's for <laughs> sure. The, the, we killed God, and now we have um, uh, documents, boxes, and aliens. Yeah, no, it was, it was like science and rationality, but it has become boxes and aliens pretty much is the new... Yeah. The new thing. Should we start with that? Should we start? Should we just jump right into the the which the one, seas which of Mar-a-Lago? Oh, okay. okay. I was gonna say which one's more out of this world. Oh, okay. I I wanted to make an ocean Mar- a bad oceans joke. Um, let's deal with aliens. Aliens is a fun starting point. I was gonna say out of this world, and then I was gonna say the boxes. Whoa. <laughs> as, as, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, let's do let's do aliens first. Um, what uh woof 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 yeah woof, jesus woof, christ woof, woof. oh he sees like a bird every alien movie starts with the dogs they sense them first they knew it, they knew it first you know in, in independence day there's a scene where the dog is running from like a wall of fire and then does like a, her- a hero jump across a taxi cab and like into like a closed door and like makes it in the nick of time i would have shut the door on noodles <laughs> i'm kidding yeah you can <laughs> noodles is vandal probably that would be okay but noodles come on he's a good boy he's just You're dumb right. as hell well, I'll, I'll let one of the dogs yeah i'm i, I i'm a i'm a noah's ark 50 percent. so yeah. i'll take one i'll take one uh, animal of each animal sort of a nose arc <laughs> yeah just the first right. half puppies quiet um, yeah, please be quiet. The, guy, the, the arc would have been a nightmare to do a podcast on. Oh my god! If Noah tried to record, <laughs> it would have been horrible. But guys, can we can we calm down? And then you know, of course, he's killing his kid, who's probably the 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 sound producer. The kid knows way more about levels and stuff. So when he tries to kill the kid, now that he's lost his producer, yeah, well, Noah was like, "Ham, you're banished to walk amongst the the fall the, the the deserts of man." His other sons are like, "Uh, dad, he." He does all the audio tech for the show. That was a big. That was a big breakup, and the YouTube comments sort of revolted over that. Yeah, you know, they're, like this was sort of like the Tim Dillon and his little his little boy breakup. Uh, what was that guy's name? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure his name was Little Boy. Um, he would sit there on the Tim Dillon show and 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 he'd laugh at Tim Dillon's jokes, and then they broke up. This is a lot like the Noah and his son. Yeah, like user Canaanite, uh, Canaanite ball lover 222 was like, <laughs> the sound quality has really dipped since Ham was gone. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Comments like comments like this were a normal occurrence. But no, so the go- so the aliens thing, the government like just did another thing where they were like, yeah, we definitely found alien stuff. And everyone's like, uh, whatever. Well, we got the we got David Grush, David uh he's uh you gotta you just kind of like gotta look at his face and then you gotta turn is this a crazy guy or not most of the stuff now is just based on face scanning right yeah physiognomy is like is coming back in a big way yeah i just um yeah this one guy came out and said that there's like multiple 
uh, hidden programs within the government that uh, their job is to basically like retrieve eight crashed UFOs and then try to reverse engineer the technology and that there's also uh, rival countries with the same exact programs. So there's uh, like essentially a secret cold war between all these secret programs that are like, I guess all flying around and trying to grab stuff first. And I think that's, I think that's great. Hire me. Yeah. I won't tell anyone. I've read all of the books that have this exact plot of which there are dozens. Uh, so it, I should probably, I'm highly qualified for this. God, it'd be so cool. It'd be like, Oh, and then, you know, that India got us first. They got it first. There's so many sci-fi novels, like spy sci-fi novels from the 80s, 2000s that are about like, yeah, there's a, cold, there's a cold war going on. But the real cold war is who can figure out what's going on with this UFO that landed in the ocean. Yeah, the coldest war of all. This this war makes your war look uh, room temp. Yeah, to be honest. Sort of the ice cold war. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, not only that, the, uh, that there's these agency programs, but that uh, they have uh, over 12 different UFOs within U.S. military possession, uh, including uh, a few dead pilots. Um, this is all, uh, from this David Grush guy who I think is, I mean, you know, on the record, off the record, I am pretty sure he's in hiding now. Uh, (laughs) he's definitely, uh, laying low after that interview. Yeah, I imagine. So see, this is, this is where he stretches credulity to me. Like I'm, I'm willing to buy, we found a ship. For some reason, that that reads to me. We found a dead alien, and we they're like no one has gone like totally insane, like stolen it. <laughs> is doesn't make sense. Like I don't know. It just seems like to I, me, you know, it, it's like I would be so impressed at the at the level of secrecy because like once a few people know there's aliens, you got, you're gonna tell someone. You're gonna tell your wife. You're gonna tell you know your Discord teen friends. Right. You know, someone like, is. I feel like it's such a shocking like next step in the evolution of mankind level discovery that it's like like imagine it basically what we're saying is like and and I, this is all me doing the skeptical side because I 100 percent do believe this. But we are essentially saying that like in, if this was caveman times that there are groups of cavemen that have discovered fire and they've kept it an incredibly well secret like like they've hid it in a cave and no one has told anyone else about it yeah exactly it's it's like that it's so to I me mean, it's props like to those guys that's a really yeah. well kept secret yeah no for sure um which is funny given the things we'll talk about in a little bit um the idea of the government keeping secrets but right um like so it's sort of like if you had a ufo you could sort of like section out parts of it or like elements of it under like various pretexts to like disguise its true nature oh and you still, strip it for parts not just strip it for parts but you could be like hey computer scientists we're developing this computer or we found this computer from this other place can you figure out how this thing works and it's just like parts and machine you know like you can sort of break it down to its component parts in a researchy way that like sort of defrays the idea of like exactly Ooh, what, it's, what its core nature is. But mm-hmm. like, you can't do that with like 
a googly guy with multiple eyes and like a big crazy head like as soon well, as you well the descriptions are all very consistent so, so far the majority of the descriptions are big eyes big mouth stinky skin i mean that could literally just be me yeah, right like, exactly that's, yeah. not, that's like, like that's okay they, sure they they they're abducting gamers and they're passing them off as yeah. aliens yeah for uh, real i have well, I, I, I usually have well, big eyes i'm not sleepy it. but i think it's good that we share physical commonalities with them i think that's great i think we need something to bond with i think and you know what I, they're also they're terrible at driving their cars they're crashing them all the time. Like you crash them into some, a planet, which is like a, yeah, a huge on. thing. You made it all the way there, and then you're like, "Whoops!" Like that's a that's a that's a fumble at the five yard line. If yeah, I've ever really seen one galactically, which is like a which is a very human thing to do for sure. Well, exactly. I think these guys are idiots. I think it's I think it's empowering that technology will increase, and we don't have to get that much smarter. Um, and but but you know as outside of that i think this does raise the question well maybe they they actually haven't really taken a very long trip to get here aka they're coming from the ocean well i think i think these are dumb atlanteans i I'm, think these are fish people from underwater and they're terrible at driving and i can't wait to meet them so here's okay a couple thoughts on this one that is the plot of the canceled XCOM game that was the one that was supposed to come was, out in the first was, wave. Yes, it was canceled and their skins were removed from Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, two, that would explain the big eyes, big mouth, because that's classic underwater evolution is big eyes, big mouth, big eyes, big mouth. Um, and, and and also there's so much more room in the ocean to drive that yeah. you get out, out there. You're like, oh, wow, there's there's streetlights. <clears throat> don't know what to do about these um yeah well they probably have some sort of forms down there but yeah i, I mean i think this also makes sense because like i mean this is a kind of insane thing to say but like there's the whole all like the like lovecrafty theories of like aliens where it's like if humans met aliens yeah. it'd be so different our brains would explode right um and that's like you know you don't want that but if they're just like earth freaks from underwater maybe they're like close enough that our minds can like comprehend them Mm-hmm. Um, which seems good. Although I do like the idea. There's like this old, I think it's Mark Zimmerman wrote an essay that's about the idea that like the re we'd we'd find world peace if we ever found aliens because it would like explain to humanity that there's like a core humanity that exists amongst everyone because there's this thing that isn't humanity that exists. Mm. And that like we'd be able to bond around that, not even necessarily in a military way, but just in like a pure understanding way. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea that that happens but then it turns out the aliens are dumb are right. dumb like how we're dumb and then everyone's right. like eh, actually i don't think this matters that much right and if anything we need to build some sort of space wall to keep them out because they're 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 changing our culture in ways that we can't portend it's true no one, will, no one knows what they're going to do once uh people start having stinky skin the other thing is um the the craft and some of the descriptions of the craft describe it as sort of having like a a, a glass like hull uh it means to me that these things seem like submarines 
Uh, yeah. And um, they they say they have a, a wide range of crafts, some that are fully intact and some that are partially intact. And um, yeah, I just uh, I would just be really impressed if they were able to keep this a secret for this long. I mean, I guess they haven't because now this guy's talking. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's also weird that I, none of the rest of the government really feels a need to like tackle this. I guess there's like a new maybe congressional hearing about this stuff coming up soon. And the Pentagon said, actually, he's lying. Uh, but uh, but we're also going to hunt him down to the ends of the earth because he's lying. <laughs> I mean, it's um, one of those things that like I feel like there's nothing the government can do that like the way culture is arranged isn't just going to do for them in this case. Like people are predisposed mm-hmm. to sort of hand wave alien stuff. And I feel like the more the government is like, no, 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 no aliens. The more people will be like, wait, maybe aliens. Well, that's why, you know, that's that. And this is listen, listen, you know, uh, vote blue no matter who. But this is the best case for Trump, that Trump will be the one outsider that will tell us about the aliens because he doesn't have any sense of respect for any kind of structural societal integrity of any sort and you know if there's more ufo news something crosses his desk and he's like it's unbelievable the things they're saying should i show you should i show you the (laughs) yeah i I touched it i touched it with my big hand yeah they took me down that's the thing right (laughs) is that like he this is the case for trump you're totally right because like we I mean, we know that he's willing to take classified information, like show it to his little friends. <laughs> like right, we know exactly like, that's that's on tape. Like that's not just testimony; mm-hmm. that's recorded on tape. So like, right? Mm-hmm. If he's willing to do that, there's literally no reason to believe that he wouldn't be like, "Hey, Mark Meadows, want to see this alien?" <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So you know, I'm just like, you know, I guess we all have to ask ourselves: Are we willing to trade uh, a permanent? you know, 100% conservative Supreme Court, every single justice from the Federalist Society to, to meet the aliens from thanks to Trump. Yeah, I think maybe I think maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's the yeah. I think, I think I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm saying that's the decision every American has to make at the ballot. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's the that's the real choice is like do we want sort of a, a permanently installed autocrat of dumb guy autocracy of dumb guys. Uh, but we get to learn about aliens or we want a barely functioning democracy and we don't know anything about aliens. I do think Biden would do better with the aliens, though. So it's tough. Yeah, well, I think Trump would be more excited to tell us about the aliens. But I think that Biden would actually on a vibes level do better with them. Well, because I think I think that you'd have in a in a Trump world of, of having aliens the actual like alien research stuff would get outsourced like private companies like like Elon Musk or whatever. Um, and they would just like a try to sell it for parts, b do like really sloppy bad dirt oh, search. If Elon got to fucking meet the aliens first through some bullshit b- billionaire tech reason, I would kill myself. And that's what would happen if Trump, like that's what would I, happen if Trump was the the aliens man. That, that would be so unacceptable for him to be like showing the aliens like an epic meme from 2011 like uh, I 
I that would be uh, that's worst case scenario. Well, it goes, it goes n- nuclear holocaust. Elon meets the aliens first. Yeah. And I think I think that's like that's kind of the most likely outcome of the like Trump thing, though, right? Because they want to run it through a private industry. I think Biden, at least, would have like the Cold War mentality of like this has to be done through government agencies. Um, right. And so it wouldn't like get out to your Elon Musk, Bill Gates types to to mess with it. It would just sure. like, it was structurally. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. But on a on a personal vibes level, let's say they, they're just descending to the White House and whoever's in that White House has to walk out on the front lawn and meet those aliens. I think it's Biden because, you know, I think Biden is just going to say, hey, what's up, Jack? And, you know, start a. Start tossing around a baseball or <laughs> yeah, something. Like, I think Biden but might like, be perfect because, like, I don't think he'd even yeah. necessarily clocked that they're aliens. He might just think yeah, they're just exactly. guys. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, these guys are too tough. These guys, where are you from? Minnesota? Yeah. yeah hey, like, Jack, uh, me my dog. Hey, come on. Let's uh, let's talk about well, it. Look up my little friends. Whereas Trump, and now here's the thing with Trump. I feel like it could go either way with Trump because Trump is a germaphobe. So I don't know if he'd want to touch the stinky aliens. Uh, whereas Biden, I think, would run up to them like a Labrador. Um, but on the other side, Trump loves really big guys. He talks about it all the time. He loves big guys, big generals, big truckers. He always talks about big guys. So maybe he would, he'd like these big aliens. I think that's true. So, okay. It's like this, right? There's Trump might be enthusiastic. I do think Trump might offend the aliens because of just the way that he is and then go on the news and just be like i saw the aliens they're very smelly and weird and i just couldn't couldn't put up with them and that's hideous blood coming out of it but who knows where yeah exactly like, I, and I feel like that's like a non-zero so that's the thing is i think in every sort of practical way Biden, like both like policy wise and like behaviorally, Biden being the aliens is a better outcome for like Earth. But I do think Trump's press conference about meeting the aliens would probably be amongst the funniest things that's ever happened in the history of the planet. Yeah. So we know and we all know in our hearts uh, which one we would pick. Uh, (laughs) So that's um, that's the aliens. I mean, after this story, Lux, do you feel like do you feel like this is like boom this is like a monumental moment in alien history or do you think this is just a crazy guy um i think this i think that there's enough weirdos and government guys who have talked about aliens in this kind of way that we've kind of reached the maximum threshold for how much this thing can like matter short of like the next real the, evidence the next the next level of thing happening yeah right like we've gotten to this point where it's like there's like sufficient reasonable people could come to the conclusion that the government has at least some knowledge of or interaction with alien material. Um, like that's not a totally insane thing to think at this point, but it's sort of a thing where I don't think the needle moves unless there's something more tangible than that, because at this point it's like all still speculation and like the, you can build as big a speculative base as you want. But there's like only a certain point at which that like makes a diff like that only well, makes a difference up a to a point. 
they're going to have another congressional hearing. And I think that if we start to have more of these testimonies and we start dragging enough people onto like stands, there's going to be like certain things that might slip through the cracks there that then be like, boom, we've actually identified an agency within the government or something like that. Yeah. See, um, and until, I think if that happens, then I think you know, that's that's juice. But until something like that happens, like whatever the next step of this, like increasingly like wait, are there actually aliens? Because it's starting to smell more and more like there's aliens thing. Like until the next step of that happens, it's a little bit different from these like reports of reports of reports. Um, Do you think it's going to be a a subject in the presidential election? Not. I don't think so this time. It's just like with the weather balloon saga and like all of a sudden we identified hundreds in our airspace and then just stopped talking about it. Like, I don't know. It it seems like more and more that it's actual news. Yeah, I think it's like, like I said, I think it's still there's just like it's just a little short of being tangible enough to need to be litigated in like the public sphere. Um, I think that it's closer than ever before um but i just don't think it's quite there yet i think if if something like what you're talking about happens or like there's a congressional hearing and a guy mentions an office no one's heard of and then people dig into it and there's all this secretive shit around it and people are like poking and prodding at this like black box government office then like yeah then i think that becomes a thing people are talking about but i think until something like that happens it's just sort of going to be this thing that gets hand waved over and over again because reasonably so because there's just like there's been this mix of like reasonable alien claims versus unreasonable alien claims that all just become like a mishmash of sort of like people talk about this sometimes um that hasn't quite made it but do i want it to be a subject of the presidential election buddy you know it like (laughs) i would much rather we be discussing that versus like how many food credits the children should be allowed to have yeah yeah, or or, and, and, or you know, or how many boxes? Well, I don't know. The boxes question is great. Yeah, let's actually a, let's get to boxes. I'm I'm itching for boxes. Boxes is so funny. I, w- I went and picked some up. Buy, I'm buying boxes stock right now. The boxes are going through the roof. Yeah, the boxes are back. Yeah, no, boxes are back. File cabinets are out of here. Yeah, back, file <laughs> cabinets are out. Oh, that's 2010s. Yeah, uh, we're in the 20s now. It's ba- it's it's baggy pants. It's um, it's the it's shaving a little slit in your eyebrow, and uh, it's the third thing. Boxes. Yeah. It's we're not doing who cares about it. Who cares about emails? Emails done. It's done. it's boxes season. I'm oh. getting a printer. Yeah. I don't even have enough. I don't have enough stuff to put in them. Yeah. No, I got uh, I got boxes up the wazoo, um, but nothing. To, yeah. A million boxes, but nothing to fill them. Yeah, um, uh, this one. This story hits close to home. Let's give a little context. Yeah. For why don't you lay it living in under a rock? They found a bunch of new. They, oh, I guess they released all the classified. They indicted Trump for hiding all these classified documents, and they released images of where he was hiding them at Mar-a-Lago. And one bathroom was just like filled to the brim with boxes, and then there was like three other just rooms of them just kind of sitting out in places. Um, Trump defended himself by posting photos of the boxes being moved from the White House and being like, "See, here they are on the street." Yeah, no big. 
big that, deal. That was that's like the uh, crazy. That's like one of my favorite things about this. That's like one of the craziest yeah. moves of all time is to just be like. I was very secure with the boxes. I left them on the sidewalk at 16th and eight at 16th and K and the picture. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you could have tripped over them if you're yeah, walking like, your dog. I bet there's like a non-zero chance that like, there's a guy in DC who has like one box of like <laughs> Saudi Intel. He just like scooped it from the corner and like took it home to his apartment. <laughs> He's using it to prop up his uh, TV from 1995. Yeah, like some real weird guy. Like, yeah, all of his various aliens theories are plastered to the wall, and his his whiteboard sitting on a fucking box full of secret knowledge yeah I, I prefer the reality where he doesn't know there's any useful things in it yeah but he's just using it as a furniture yeah for sure for sure <laughs> which that's kind of what trump was too was saying, <laughs> the bathroom thing is so funny to me because it's in some ways kind of relatable like mm, in the yeah, sense it hits, of like it hits too close to home in for me sense of like he's got a he's got boxes to put his feet up while he's taking his shit on his like weirdly low slung toilet and like He's got reading material like he could just like pull out a file about like, you know, whatever fucking uh, the Qatari government's been up to. I get a different sense of it. Um, this one for me, this one really struck me because this looked exactly like my grandfather's home, who was a hoarder. Yeah. And big hoarder vibes. And he would you know, it's really the they're, they're, the documents aren't in the bathroom to be read. They're they're there to fill up space to give the feeling that a home is being like used and like 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 lived in and that it's it and that, you know, and essentially that there's just not room for them anywhere else. Um, it's like a weird it's a weird pathology. I mean, I, 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 I literally like I think my grandpa had, you know, the same exact Saudi intelligence. These boxes look very similar to my grandpa's <laughs> boxes. Um, they know they say always judge a box by its cover. Uh, exactly. Always, yeah. Always judge a box by its cover and by its location. Yeah. Because you know, like a, a, a box in under a desk, that's loser shit. That's like a fucking D tier box. Boxes that are in bathrooms are always S tier, no matter the meta, no matter the patch or update. The bathroom box is S tier. Yeah, um, that's something we can all agree on. It's yes. Also, just like a quick detour from the boxes, the bathroom is that that bathroom be crazy. That yeah, that be yeah, a yeah. crazy bathroom. Toilet mm -hmm. very low. Chandelier, but why? Gold, yeah. gold in places. I don't understand. Yeah, like, you know when you're sitting on a low, yeah, like a toilet. It's like that toilet's so low. Your like knees are like where your chin is. You're like, oh shit, I just knocked my mic. <laughs> See, I can't. I can't even do it here in my room. Yeah, uh, it's too low. It's it's a uh, super low toilet. And the idea there's something to take a standing shit. Maybe there's something very off putting to me about sitting on a low toilet and then having a tall chandelier above you and like the amount mm -hmm. of space between you and the light. Like it's it's well, it's very like Alice in Wonderland when I, you shrink down yeah, in, in the like, room. It's scene. like the toilet's meant to make you feel <laughs> tiny while you take a shit. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that's, like, you're, ooh, the perspectives. Yeah, it's a great it's a great place to do some ketamine. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 again, these documents were not being opened in there. They were not being read. They were they're literally there to fill space. Yeah, they're just tables to blow your lines of horse tranquilizer off. Damn. Um. It's 
crazy. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, why why isn't this also happening to Obama, Biden, and Hillary? This is going to fracture our country if we don't prosecute every living president. And I have to say to that, yes, I 100% agree. Release the hounds. Yeah. Um, that's- release the Kraken. Release the hounds. Un- unleash them all. Uh, bring out all the cops. That's and, been one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite things about like the Twitter discourse in my part of Twitter about this is like people being like, uh, if they arrest Trump, they're gonna start arresting all of the politicians because everyone does crimes. And everyone's like, cool, great. <laughs> like, let's go. Like, fucking, let's do it. Let's put the let's literally arrest every single person of power well, and then sort it out. Frank, me and you think that way, but when they come for Obama, the Netflix militias will they will they will mount a defense. Yeah. And they may get routed, but uh there will be people that, you know, if if Obama ever actually got the you know, the target on his back, people would flip out. People would be like, This is they're doing a they're doing a, a racism. They're doing a no growth. Yeah, they're they are doing a no growth. They're often doing a no growth. It's but just, Obama should be in jail in a very special jail on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, just if nothing else, just for being so annoying. Um, <laughs> right. Well, for yeah, for producing very uh, self flattering documentaries. Yeah, that uh, the never that's meant, documentary jail. The never There's a separate jail as well for yeah. his other crimes. Yeah, the documentaries that never mention how uh, he's like documentaries about how the gig economy is bad, but how it's run by all his friends. Um, <laughs> so like that's a weird thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's so crazy. I love Trump's thing also where he was like. Biden has many boxes, many boxes he keeps in the garage with all of his very cool cars. It's like, that was maybe the best endorsement of Biden I've heard in a long time is that he has like a bunch of boxes and cool cars in his garage. Yeah, I feel like Biden doesn't have as many boxes. He has a lot of like manila folders and they're like scattered on the ground to like cover up like debris like i feel like they're used more as like places that like dogs piss on and stuff i also feel like and this is obviously not the nicest thing to say about joe biden but uh don't say it it's too tenuous right now i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say it i'm gonna do it it. lux think of the fabric no i understand fabric of the nation i understand but i'm just gonna have to say it It, i don't think joe biden's breaking any classification rules because i don't think joe biden like i like, I just feel like other people do that for him because of his bad, rotting brain. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Everyone around him sh- should be put in jail. Well, yeah. I just feel like the people around him, just like the people who like so with Trump, I feel like Trump literally just like got people who aren't government affiliated to pick up some boxes for him because of how he like kind of was running both a government and a crime ring at the same time. It's, it's two vibes. He's he's a hoarder, but he also is like habitually addicted to doing crimes, obviously. Yeah. And then Biden, I feel like he's just like, hey, Jack, I want to know about Saudi Arabia. And then someone just like goes and checks it out for him. Like he's not picking up those boxes on his own because he'll like forget how to do it. Yeah. And so I, I feel like he's like, I don't think he's in the clear because he's not doing it bad because he's not doing bad things. I think he's in the clear because he like doesn't know how to do it bad correctly, which Trump is very good at. Mm. Yeah. And I just uh, I think they're both just weird little pack rats. But then, uh, you know, additionally, I think that uh, 
that Trump is just, yeah, he just like can't help himself. It's, it's like a moth to a flame in terms of just doing petty, weird, non-profitable crimes <laughs> yeah, it's like all if the he, time. It's like if, you need, if, it's like if he has the chance to do something <laughs> he's, he's like the Katamari Damacy of crime. Yeah. He just like rolls around and like acquires and picks up crimes and they stick to him and he just keeps making bigger ones. If he can do something illegally, even if doing it illegally is like less efficient or good than the legal version, he'll do it just like because that's like his nature. It's like the yeah, scorpion and the frog. There, he's a he's a hundred percent completionist when it comes to side quest crime. Like it's like it's they're rarely very tangentially related to what he's doing at, at most. That's what's so funny about them. Um, the fucking the indictment is hilarious though. The indictment is like yeah. one of the fun because the indictment is just nonstop examples of Trump like going up to someone and being like, "You want to hear about this crime that I'm doing? I'm doing this big crime. It's crazy right. how illegal." this is want to see and yeah. then, like there's like a tape recording of it for some reason <laughs> and like yeah. it's unreal it's like M- my favorite's the plucking part where he's oh, like that one's good could you maybe go like he's like makes the the notion the, of like hand pulling j- stuff the, out throwing it away yeah or he's like trying to commute like <laughs> Or he's like trying to do like mob tactics of like don't say anything on the record, and his version of that is like pantomiming throwing files away with his little silly hands. He's got a little gun. He's like pew pew. pew. Yeah, it's so funny. There's that. I really love uh, the one, the like the nervous laughter on the golf course one where he's talking to people about the files and they're all laughing and they're like, but don't tell us about that. And he's like, Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm, it's okay. I'll tell you all about it. They're like, no, like, please don't. It's a crime. Yeah. That's how I feel about a lot of people and like, uh, like grifters in general is like, I feel like a lot of people like it's like they, they, they can't really do the kayfabes for, for very long. Like I feel like people are who they are online a lot more than I think people think. Cause it's hard to lie for a long time. It's hard to just like, yeah, it's hard to just be performing constantly. That is very like, true. People think like Tim pool is like a grifter. I think he's actually just really dumb and right wing or whatever. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to go down these rabbit holes. I'm just saying like, I feel like people, the whole grifter thing is less and less of a powerful encapsulation to me of what people are. Cause I think it's like hard to keep lying. No, I think it's like they're um, dumb in a way that resonates with people and then they just continue to be dumb in that way and maybe refine it a little bit. But and then it's like, follow the, yeah. And they follow the views, you yeah. know, but yeah. Right. 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 Um, all right. Well, um, let's, um, do you want to take a break really yeah. quick? Speaking of following the views guys, everybody listen to this ad so we can, we can pay our, our team and, 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 and we can get more boxes. Welcome back from that ad, everybody. Let's talk. Let's talk streamer news really quick because there's some very funny streamer stuff going on. Then we'll close with I think the big game of sure. the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're running out of time. Uh, so there's like kind of two streamer news things happening. I sent you a few different clips, but you sent me a bunch wanna, of clips. The the one about wanna, the, can I start with the Aiden Ross one. The Aiden Ross one's so funny. All right, I'm gonna play right now. Wait, wait. <laughs> Like, where's Drake's stream? Where's Future stream? Where's Uzi stream? Where's Travis stream? Get me some people on my stream, bro. Yeah, I would be getting you guys if they all uh, weren't afraid to, like, be seen with you. It's insane. Like, your your reputation is just so toxic. Like, no one wants to be anywhere near you. Like, Drake is literally streaming with, like, a guy on here who averages, like, 4,000 fucking viewers rather than getting on your shit. It's, like, really sad. Wait, so it's because of a brand risk? Uh, duh. Why do they care, though? 
guy that sang like fucking oh wait Having I like everyone should do their meetings with their agents on like a live stream. Well, that's like so clearly. Uh, like, There's a lot of art happening there. What I like, what, what I think, I mean, obviously the funniest thing is just the I stopped having Nazis on the stream and acting like that sort of a race is that you did it a bunch. But that's right. The the very funny thing to me is that like this is clearly supposed to be like a thing to like make the claim that like I'm cool, actually. And it's these rappers who are fools for not like being willing to risk their brands, like get involved with me, the cool guy. They're cowards. They're yeah. ca- that they're cowards. And all it does <laughs> is just like make him look like an absolute psycho. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love, I just love the agent who's like, he sounds, he sounds about the same age as Aiden. It just, it's the whole industry is so beautifully stupid. Now I feel like, like celebrities obviously there's always been dumb celebrities but they've they've kind of had to like cut themselves from a certain amount of like i don't know a certain amount of effort and like rise to a certain level and now it's like you get like these dumb (laughs) dumb dumb guys who like have really won the lottery and like (laughs) are doing their agent meetings just live to like millions of people uh, I I, lo- I just love it. Um, well, they're like used to be like a certain degree of curation with celebrity, where it was like right, exactly, and now it's kind of out. The, the, I don't know. Yeah, there's not there's less handlers, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, and just because like less gatekeepers, the way that like those guys function is that like they can just pick up their straight, like just like press stream, like and no and like go. And so there's not as much there aren't as many barriers to them just like being out in the world as there once were. Right. So like if that if Aiden wants to like go online and like say a bunch of slurs, like his agent cannot stop him. Whereas like mm-hmm. it used to be like, oh hey. Do not do not bro me, agent. Yeah. And it used to be like, oh hey, this like actor is acting unstable. We're gonna like run interference so that they can't get like in front of the press. But like, yeah, like, you know, back in the day, you lock them up with a conservatorship and, and maybe maybe that actually is the right thing to do in retrospect. Or you just like lie to the media or you like trick them into going into the pool. I'd like to get Aiden Ross set up with Britney Spears, father, and maybe he could work magic. You know, he could he could have a, a renaissance, if you will. Yeah, that, would, be good. That's really, that would get him back on track, I think. Yeah, I, we uh, rain Aiden Ross back in outside of the, you know, the the funniest part to me, which was the live live meeting and sort of just kind of like the the abject dumbness of the of the rich guy um, who's so successful and just so, so stupid. I mean, the man there's multiple clips of the man just like struggling to read a yeah. sentence uh so i i really really am impressed that he's able to keep this going um like uh but in terms of like the having the nazis on the stream thing it seemed like over the last like year or two like people 
in Twitch and on TikTok felt like they like discovered some new like magical meta to views which is to do the most offensive thing to say the worst thing possible and to host insanely crazy people and let them speak unfiltered in like horrible ways about women other minorities and just general uh you know lies um and and people are like oh like wait i can't make multiple millions of dollars from corporations while doing that and then it's like yeah man that's like how all this works and and the funniest thing is is you know people are calling it like some sort of like socialism or communism and it's like no bro like these are actual money people that 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 don't want you fucking with them because they're a brand risk and it feels like people just like forgot the meaning of of brand risk over the last two years because they were seeing such like amazing views from this stuff online um well it's this yes people most people Including like right wing capitalist guys like don't actually believe in a free market like they mostly just believe in the market doing the the thing. Um, uh, um, uh, the sorry. market. Uh, you uh, sound like uh, shit. You sound like an idiot leftist. Speak coherently and speak aggressively about sorry, communism. They, they just believe in a market that caters to their needs, right? They assume that their perspective is the rationalist perspective of like a rational actor in the world. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, the free market would conform to the needs of a rational actor like me, as opposed to actually analyzing what actors do within the context of the market. And in this case, they're like, oh, people like the thing that I do, so I can't be a brand risk. It's not dangerous. And it's like, some people like what you do, but you don't understand the scale of the market. So, like, if what you're going to do is going to piss everyone off and make Drake be mad at you, or like, if Drake would, if Drake would lose a bajillion dollars and like deals by going on your thing, he's not going to do it. Like, that's just how the market works. But they treat that as like, like you said, socialism or something because they don't understand. Yeah, Drake people- is like a bank now. He's barely a rapper. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, they like- just don't understand how a free market actually works because they assume that all rational actors are like them because they have they lack the capacity to imagine other people, which is why they're like weird racists and psychos. Yeah, it's like, okay, you guys can get cheap views for a little bit, and then the chickens will come home to roost and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, And it's like, you you can still say it, I guess. You can still do it, but it doesn't mean you get to make as much money. Yeah. Um, Moving on, because we talked a lot about the politics of that, is... uh, Tell me about Merckx. Nick Merckx. So Nick Merckx is probably... Well, he was one of my favorite uh, Call of Duty streamers and probably one of the biggest like FPS shooters. I describe Nick Merckx as kind of like... Uh, he's a little bit older, so he's kind of like for your dads, for your like, you know, your older gamers to for watch. He's definitely uncles, like un- it's uncles. Yeah, it's uncle it's core. Like, it's it's uncle core. It's dad core. You know, he, he's not super old. Like he's definitely going to be younger than a lot of uh, dads, but he's like a new father, and he, you know, is played a lot of different games, but Call of Duty was definitely one of the major ones. And, you know, he never really has gotten into drama like I'm sure he has in the past in little ways, but nothing's like this, because essentially what happened is uh, he responded to a tweet uh, that like 
a school was acknowledging that June was Pride Month, and he replied to the tweet, they should have let the little children alone. That's the real issue. Um, after that tweet, Call of Duty removed his Nick Merck's skin from the game. Now, this is a skin that you could buy to literally play as a, you know, digital version of him. That's a whole um, other can of worms just aren't going to get into today, but that's fucking psychotic. One of the greatest honors that I guess a gamer can achieve is to be put into the video game that they play every day. Um, but they have removed that. They've uh, they've they've dethroned him. They've removed his royal title. Uh, and yeah, he there's been a big out. Uh, backlash um dr disrespect <laughs> has uh come to nick Merckx's defense and also uninstalled call of duty is uninstall the game number one i mean don't get a mistake in this year's call of duty is the worst in its franchise <laughs> yeah of course it is but that decision my cod's pr marketing team <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you right now, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to digest for the two times. Uh, he then in- uninstalls the game and encourages other people to do it. I do think it's funny that he's like, well, the game isn't that good right now. Because <laughs> it could be funny. He's like, if the game was making him a lot of money and was good, he would continue to play. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. That's that's another funny aspect of all I, of this is I that mean, everyone is motivated by money on they're all also sides. disingenuous and they're like openly disingenuous in a way that's like kind of admirable, but also like obviously bad. it'd be so fun. I really just beg Call of Duty to release the most banger update and patch right now that the most pro gay thing you could do is to fix the game. Call of Duty. That's true. Call of Duty. Fix the game for the gays. And so people have to reinstall. And that would That's be, the number one thing you can do. That would be allyship. Thank you. Thank you, Call of Duty. Fix the game. You can keep getting all the military contractor money. You know, we'll put a rainbow on the F-16 to Ukraine. Just fix the game. Uh, force them back to the table. Yeah. Let's <laughs> um, let's do it. Let's see it. But this is like, this is the, yeah. this is all like very silly to me in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the biggest ones just being like, no one, like no one, you don't have to fucking go so crazy about like people are getting so mad about the idea of pride month that they're just like shooting themselves in the dick over and over again. I think it's just that, you know. In terms of social media, I feel like the right wing transphobic shit has kind of won a because they like pour fucking millions of dollars into online advertising through their billionaire donations for like those cringe. What is a woman docs and stuff like they, they, they pour so much money into that online advertising, which then gets clipped out into social media that like those the clips where someone says something transphobic or something you know, uh, bad are the clips that are going to go more viral than a clip where someone's like, Hey, trans people deserve rights, you know? So like just the very nature of like social media rewarding people saying like bad things or outrageous things. Um, and then that combined with all the money that these groups have been funding into like making these clips, uh, it's completely one on the internet. So people who aren't 
politically educated or politically informed um, and, you know, grow up in an environment that's a lot more center right than it is like uh, left or lib or woke is that they're way more easily pulled into uh, agreeing and falling for a lot of the narratives. I don't actually believe that Nick Merckx like is really hateful uh, to trans people. I just think he's like fallen for the, for the bait on this stuff. I think that's and right. I think that like, if there was a few people in his life that were informed, like it would take two minutes to like bring him to the right side of the issue. Um, but unfortunately it's like a lot of like quote unquote normies, a lot of quote unquote uncles and dads are getting tricked by this shit and it is working. Yeah. It's working to a degree. It's not working uh, in terms of like national politics or electoralism or anything that actually matters. Well, it's, it's, that's, it's still brewing. I but think people also, like to like to claim that it's not going to affect anything, but it's like what number two or three topic that everyone who is engaged in this shit talks about except right that, now. Except, I mean, at least last time this was at a point of elections, like last year, it just like ate shit totally. Yeah. I've been seeing some leftists online. I uh, like claim that it ate shit and they completely ignore the fact that the Dobbs decision, uh, I think is actually the real factor that really changed a lot of well, these races. I think you can, and like, you can like point to like all the transphobic, uh, you know, funding from certain places like, uh, Chris Rufo or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, but ultimately the Dobbs decision and abortion as an issue is actually what affected so the midterms. I think that that's true to a degree. I actually think that there's more of a it's, it's more easy to split that difference than, than people give you credit for because there's there are places where that was clearly what happened. There are also places where the Republican advantage was such that like they probably should have won, but they alienated a bunch of weird suburban normies by being psychos about transphobia. Um, and so no, they, it was by uh, how do you how do you say it wasn't because of Dobbs? That's easy. Dobbs you, is way that, bigger. That's easy because there are lots. There are, se bigger. there are several places where there's an established liberal enclave that was already going to vote against them. And then you can say like the fat like there are places where effectively you had the same population base in like adjacent counties in various southern states where you had one kind of like central, like more concert, like more normie Republican running and they would win regardless of the Dobbs decision. And in an adjacent county, they would lose because the person was a psycho that happened in multiple cases. In cases like that, the attributable difference is that they're a psycho rather than the Dobbs decision because there's a similar population base, but a different outcome. Right. Like that's how you do data analysis. Um, and like, I'm not really sure that comes through for me, but there are several, uh, like, so say yeah. you have two, you have two, you have two districts with basically the same population, right? Mm -hmm. Running two different Republican candidates. One is like not screaming about transphobic rumor stuff. One is the one that's not screaming about it wins. The one that is screaming about it loses. You can't chalk that up to Dobbs decision. because the Dobbs decision applies equally in both cases. However, yeah. Where did that happen? I think that happened in Georgia in one place. I think it happened in a couple of. Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to see some. I have to see. I think some it examples. happened in a couple of other southern states, but there's. Or I know it happened to um. Fuck, what was his name? There was um. Yeah, I'd have to see some examples because it it just it seems like a not what the reality of that midterm was in terms of the core thing that motivated a lot of people to come out and vote, and also what motivated like an insane amount of votes for a midterm just in quantity, um, but also like. 
like the idea that like that many people voted, but they voted because they weren't into this transphobic issue. It just it doesn't make sense in a lot of I think in a lot of analysis in that sense. I think a lot of people over over credit how much it mattered because the Dobson was clearly a bigger factor. I just I also think it's a disservice to to wave it off as like something that won't work politically. I think it's a disservice to like the allyship to trans people because it is going through legislatively in a lot of places. People are talking yeah. about it online enough that it will motivate uh, social topics well, and questions and, and political debate. So I think to be like, oh, it's actually not that big of a deal because people don't care well, about this is probably the wrong. Well, tactic. that's that's a different um, that's a different thing, right? The claim they're making isn't that yeah. it doesn't matter generally because it no, obviously yeah. matters at the level of like local elections, local policies. Right. Mm-hmm. This is why like state senator gerrymandering shit like that really matters, because even in states where there's like generally relatively broad support for trans people, there's these laws are still passing because of like gerrymandered state senates and gerrymandered house representation. Sure. Um, and so like that's the shit that super matters in this respect, I think, a little bit more than national electoralism, because I do think in bigger districts, it does become less of a winning issue. It's obviously a winning issue in terms of like a like random towns and counties and shit for like local elections. That's. That's very much the case. And like, that's the thing people need to be worried about. I'm talking about like sort of a national level politics or like big sort of like larger races. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I would have loved to see like the Dobbs decision happen, you know, a year after the midterms and then really gotten to see on a clean slate, like what all, all this fucking transphobic, uh, you know, rhetoric actually like added up for them. But I just think there's just too many added complex factors after Dobbs. Um, anyways, uh, that's video games. That's video um, games, which means now it's time to talk about Diablo. <laughs> we have four minutes to talk about Diablo. Diablo 4, I, I'm liking it. I, I can't stay much longer because I have other stuff to do. Okay, uh, I'm loving it. It's so I'm satisfying. It yeah. They they made the choice. I was comparing it to Breath of the Wild a couple days ago because like Breath of the Wild was like, look, and Tears of the Kingdom also. It's like, look, you want to explore and like do weird stuff. That's what you came to this game to do. We're going to give you so much of that. And Diablo 4 is like, you want to smash up a bunch of weird freaks? We're going to give you a parade of weird freaks to smash up. And like, that's it, baby. And they just like every quest has like weird, insane lore, which is like the other half. Like they give you a shitload of crazy, weird lore. They give you a shitload of fun guys to beat up. They give you a shitload of powers to use. They make respecting really easy. Like what you know like if you're it's lo- like it's it's made for casuals it's not made for hardcore people and that's why i i'm really liking it yeah it's just a really fun game to sit down with for like an hour or two and like smoke a joint and just like kill a bunch of skeletons and yeah. like they understood in this game and this is one thing like to diablo's credit this is the thing that a lot of franchises like a lot of franchises like forget what like forget like where the fun is as they say um in like the design and diablo never really does diablo like, is aware that, like the fun thing is making a guy and killing stuff and these games yeah. are built to just let you do that and everything else that they let you do as far as like customization or like online whatever blah, 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 is just all like gilding the lily stuff which is fine and like that, that might be fun for people but the core mechanic of you go into a place there's a shitload of little goat men with spears you've got a big sword chop them up is intact and that's the thing that matters and it's so much fun and the story is insane yeah. and the story is fucking psychotic, which is like what you want from Diablo. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm actually able to kind of track the story in this one so far, which is nice because I think I don't remember at all the story of the previous one. Well, I know for a fact you don't um, because you messaged me something that was like a core plot point of the oh, third yeah, game. I was like, I was like, so the angels are also bad, right? Angels and demons are bad because that's 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 how I already feel. But I just want to make sure that's this game's take. Yeah, and that's that's um, that's canon, baby. Because you know the whole plot of Diablo is that there's a. There's heaven and there's hell and they're in a war and in between a sanctuary for some reason. And that's where they fight and they right. don't care yeah, about the humans. I think the humans just need to relocate. Yeah. Maybe fucking go somewhere else. Maybe they need to move to the ocean and become weird, bad Atlanteans with smelly skin. Yeah, I think so. I think that'll be a, a buff. Um, you know, uh, yeah, everything about it's good. I think next week we should like, you know, I think we should play some co-op together I have, next week. I have a lot more time. I think more. both of us have a lot more time uh, after yeah. to, today or tomorrow. Both of us have a lot more time. So yeah. I think that'll uh, be good. So I think that would be cool. I think just, yeah, my big takeaways are it's, uh, it's like it's a blockbuster, high production value you know, example of the genre, you know, I'm not usually really into this genre of top down stuff, but this really is the cream of the crop in terms of the gameplay loops, the graphics, the story, um, the way the everything kind of feels and, and works together. Um, my biggest current drawbacks are that um, itemization feels too meaningless and just based on like numbers and uh, with the fact that everything scales to your level, you never really get a, a powerful upgrade that makes you feel powerful for that level. Everything always kind of feels the same in that sense. I know there's reasons for scaling, but I think that a lot of stuff is lost with scaling too. And I would have liked to find some sort of middle ground with it um, so that I care a little bit more about my armor and my weapons I've and they're not just like number sticks. I've had one experience of finding like an item that was like very powered for my level and being like, yowza. But yeah, it doesn't happen as often. Nice. Like, yeah. In the in there's always like classic items in the old Diablo games that you'd find and just be like, oh, shit, go time. Let's roll. And this one, you definitely get a little bit less of that, which which sucks. Yeah. So I think that's my my big negative right now outside of a game I'm fully enjoying. I think if anyone plays it from a very different range of skill level, if it's your first time in the genre, I think it's a great, great pickup. It's, I think it's just great for most people. Um, and for like the five percent of players that are like forty five years old and like play it a hundred hours a day, yeah, they're probably going to be disappointed. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's and, enough, and that's fine. There's enough mechanics and building and builds to it that I think a lot of the hardcore like fiddler guys are actually going to have a pretty good time with it. We'll have to see as the end game gets like as they continue to add content to it. But that's what I've heard from the hardcore players is that it's uh, a little too simple. Um, but I, I feel like I'm people say the campaign's only 20 hours. I feel like I've already played like 30 hours. Yeah, I played and a like lot of it. Near. I don't feel like it's 20 yeah. hours. So it's way it feels way longer than that to me. I guess if um, you like mainline only do main quests and like it scales still. to your level. Yeah, it's still that seems crazy. But I, I've definitely I'm, been wandering around a lot, so I'm not sure. Right. But yeah, overall, I just I think it's pretty awesome. And I can't believe I, a game has come out that's like taken me away from Tears of the Kingdom for a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. That's that's very impressive. Good for Diablo. Oh, wait, I forgot a thing I wanted to mention that I found very funny recently. Speaking of American politics really quickly. One last thing, guys. One, this, this, this is a politics episode. One last thing is, did you see how all of the Florida state senators and state legislators are so mad at Ron DeSantis right now? We don't have time for this. It's so funny. Did you see it? No. 
um, they don't have enough people to work in like their low income farms and warehouses because a bunch of Latino people and should have left because of the lives of the laws. And they got yeah. to the point where they had a town hall where they were all screaming about this. And one guy got on the mic and was like, I'm mad as hell. Those laws were just supposed to scare people, not make them leave. We were just trying to scare everyone. We weren't actually going to do anything. And then it's like, and that's like, the, that's the, I think the terminal end point of like the GOP stuff is like, they're trying to make all these like propositions, but like once they become policy, they become like, it sucks for everyone. Unsustainable. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that that's sort of like the problem of their situation. That's a bigger thing rather time but i thought it was so funny to watch this like old man be like we were just trying to scare them we're just trying to do a spook them up to these people and everyone's like well it worked but like too much uh, the gop are like youtube prank artists that get stabbed <laughs> yeah and i just think that's almost going to be the same thing with like basically all their like that's part of the transphobia thing which is a larger conversation but like again it's the same sort of thing where it's just like they're just going to start fucking up in like bigger more alienating and confusing ways um, obviously, like, once they get rid of the idea of voting, that doesn't matter, but, like... <laughs> Fucking up in bigger and more alienating ways? What is this, the Game Boys podcast? Well, a perfect I'm ending. I'm out. <laughs>